so thanks so much for joining me today. Today we're going to be talking about being tested. Let's acknowledge Jesus. Jesus, we thank you and praise you that you love us and that you are taking care of us, that each and every one of us, that you are, you are looking to and wanting us to know the plan, your will. And we just want to receive that today. We thank you, Lord, that you're warning us, that you're coming, and that we're not ready. And I just receive the truth of that. And I thank you and I praise you for letting me know ahead of time what's going on. We love you and praise you, give you all the glory. He does say that. He said that the Holy Spirit would tell us things to come. And he's told us he's coming. And we don't know the time. We don't know the exact date. But if you know Jesus, you know that he showed you that his coming is soon. And the reason he's giving us warning is because he loves us and we're not ready. In Peter, we read that he has postponed his coming because we're not ready. He's long-suffering. He's waiting. He wants to come and rescue us. He wants everything to, he's going to start everything all over again. And there's gonna, not going to be any sorrow or pain or any evil. That's his plan. But he said that we're not ready. And a couple months ago, I shared that word that he gave me that he said, this is a time of testing. Now, I just want to tell you that you want him to test you. Because when he tests you, you can see your heart. You can see the truth. You don't want to see the truth on that day when you stand before him and it's too late. You want to see it now. And he tells us that in Revelation 3, that he, he, he's going to test us and he's going to refine us if we let him. And he says that he corrects those that he loves. And we need correcting. We're his children, and we need to be corrected. And the reason we need to be corrected is because we don't know really right from wrong. We know right from wrong, but we need understanding. We need correction. Otherwise, our flesh just wants to get away with anything it can. And our flesh is opposed to the spirit. Your flesh wants to dominate you. In fact, the enemy wants to use your flesh so he can be your God. He's God's enemy, and he hates God. And so he is trying to steal us from God. And Jesus tells us that in Mark 4. In Mark 4, he said, if you don't understand this one thing, you won't understand anything. As soon as you hear the word, the enemy is going to come and try to steal the word from you. And we know the word is God. And so you want to ask Jesus to correct you. You don't want to avoid that correction. You don't want to avoid that conviction when you get on your knees. A lot of people, when they get on their knees, they want to avoid that feeling they get. And that's Jesus telling you to get it right. If you want to live with him, then you have to be in agreement with him. And when you leave here, the reality is, is that either you're going to live with him in heaven, if you're in agreement with him, we are to be the bride of Christ. If he's your husband and you're in agreement with him, you get to live with him. But if you're not in agreement with him, if you're dominated by your flesh, then you're really being controlled by the enemy. And then you're going to live there with him. And I know people don't like to talk about it, but the reality is, is it is reality. It's going to happen when Jesus comes. It's all over. Whatever your God is now, whatever your life is about, it's going to end and it's going to end abruptly. It's going to be when we least expect it, Jesus said. And he said, it's just going to be like in the day of Noah. 
people are getting married. They're just, you know, doing life as usual. They have no idea what's going to happen because they're not listening. We have to have ears to hear. And so when you get on your knees and you start letting Jesus correct you, he's going to start showing you things to come. And he's going to show you the things that are wrong in your life. We know that Matthew 7, 21 through 23, Jesus said, not everyone is going to enter into the kingdom of heaven. And people think everyone goes to heaven and Jesus shed his blood so that we're all going to heaven. But yes, Jesus did shed his blood for you and salvation is available to those who believe. And Jesus said, if you love me, you'll obey me and I'll show myself to you. And he said, God said, he loved us so much that he gave us Jesus. And if we believe in him, we'll have eternal life. So if you believe in him, then you're going to be in agreement with him. You're going to obey him. So you can't just take one verse out of the Bible and run with it. You have to have understanding. And if you're going to be living with Jesus, if you, if you think you're going to move in with, to heaven with him, then you want to know what you're getting into. Maybe you don't agree with Jesus. Maybe you don't like his rules. Maybe here you don't even have time for him. So how are you going to know him? So then the rest of Matthew 7, 21 through 23, verse 22, he said, verse 21, he said, not everyone who calls me Lord. So it doesn't matter if you call him Lord or not. It doesn't mean anything unless you do the will of the Father. That means you love him. He said, many people are going to argue with him and say, well, well, Lord, we did this in your name. We did that. We did this for you. And Jesus is going to say, away from me. I never knew you, you who practice lawlessness. So the most important thing is to obey him. And so we were talking about testing. God said, this is a great time of testing. And if you don't want to be tested, he won't test you. You're, you're already on, on the list. And the list is he's dividing already whether you know it or not, the sheep from the goats. And I want to read this parable to you. Um, Starting in verse 31, when the Son of Man comes in his glory, his majesty and splendor, this is the Amplified Classic Bible, and his holy angels with him, he's going to sit on the throne, on his throne of glory, and all the nations, everyone, is going to be gathered before him. So we're all going to be there And we're all going to be separated. He said, we will separate the people from one another as shepherd, as a shepherd separates his sheep from the goats. And he will cause the sheep to stand on his right hand and the goats his left. And then the king will say to those on his right hand, come, you blessed of my father, favored of God and appointed to eternal salvation. Inherit and receive as your own the kingdom prepared for you in the foundation of the world. And he's telling them why they are favored. I was hungry and you gave me food. I was thirsty. You gave me something to drink. I was a stranger and you brought me together with yourselves and welcomed and entertained me and lodged me. I was naked and you clothed me. I was sick and you visited me with help and ministering care. I was in prison and you came to see me. And then... The just and the right answer him and say, Lord, when did we see you hungry and gave you food or thirst and gave you something to drink? And when did we see you a stranger and welcomed and entertained you or naked and clothed you? And he said, when you did, oh wait, and when did we see you sick and in prison and come visit you 
and the king will reply to them, I tell you, as far as you did for one of the least in estimation of men, you did for me. And then he will say to those on his left hand, be gone from me. You cursed into the eternal fire prepared for the devil and angels. For I was hungry and you didn't give me any food. I was thirsty. You gave me nothing to drink. I was a stranger. You did not welcome me and entertain me. I was naked. You did not clothe me. I was sick and in prison and you didn't come and visit me with help and ministering care. And then also in their turn, they will say, Lord, when do we see you hungry or thirsty or a stranger or naked and sick in prison and did not minister to you? And he will apply to them. Solemnly, I declare to you, insofar as you fail to do for the least of estimation of men of these, you failed to do it for me. And then they will go away into eternal punishment, but those who are just and upright, standing with God, eternal life. So go ahead and test yourself. Look at this and see if you turned Jesus down. Jesus is saying that these people, all these people, are him. He's them. God once told me um, how he felt about us not ministering to these people in need. And it it was a personal thing, and I'm not going to get all into that now, but he was saying that was me. That person you ignored was me. That person you shunned was me. That person that you talk about all the time is me. That person that needs money that you just drove right by and looked down at out of your big fancy car is me. You're ignoring me when you ignore them. And, you know, we do that without thinking anything unless you want Jesus to correct you. I ask them to correct me. I want to be corrected. I do not want to be rejected by him. And so I am not going to reject him. And so he has been correcting me and testing me. And I am so grateful because on that day, it's too late. You're going to find out you're going to be so embarrassed. You're going to be standing in front of everybody and Jesus, you know, pointing out your God to you. Oh, was it an inconvenient time to pull over and minister to that person? Oh, did you worry too much about what someone thought of you? Oh, were you on your last $5 bill, but they're out there with nothing And there's all kinds of situations that we just ignore Jesus. But then we think when we stand before him that day that we're good with him. And he's going to say, I didn't know you. You ignored me. I gave you these commands and you disregarded them. You didn't think anything of that person. You thought you were better than that person. There are so many haughty people walking around. And they give you looks if you don't look just like them. Or if you don't have this or you don't have that. And that is not going to last. You aren't going to be here very long. And, and if that's your attitude and you won't let God, you won't let him correct you, then you're going to be in hell. And you won't have that fancy car. You won't have those fancy clothes. You won't have any of that nice stuff. But you will be in hell for eternity. And so, you know... Um, God has given me this mission. I've learned so much, and um, he has humbled me to the place where I, I have never been humbled before. And he, he is showing me that people are just way too prideful to hear 
that they're not ready for Jesus. I go on the street and I talk to people and they all think they're ready for Jesus. But yet, they don't have time for him. And they're not, check yourself out. You know, they're not doing the things that are recorded here in the Bible. They're fooling themselves. The enemy's fooling you. If you're too prideful to get on your knees and say, Jesus, what do I have to do? So when we get together on that day that you don't say away from me, I never knew you. What am I ignoring? You know, it's all in your thinking. You know, you're thinking things are okay. You're thinking the blood's going to cover you. And it is. If you believe in him, if you take his correction. Otherwise, you're really just taking him for granted, saying, well, I can do what I want. I can send Jesus shed his blood for me, so I don't have to do anything. You do have to do something. There is work to do. Jesus said all over in the word, the work that we have to do. We have to take care of the sick and the poor. We have to minister to people. We don't just walk by them because we got to go to work and put food on the table for us and not share it with them. It's for us. I work to get this. You know, everybody's so concerned about people that don't work and people that do work. And we're judging. We're judging. And according to how you judge, you're going to be judged. Read the word of God and find out how to be ready when Jesus gets here. If you go through the whole word of God and you can't find kind of like the rich man, he said to Jesus, he said, what do I have to do to inherit eternal life? I think he was gloating. I thought he, I think he thought Jesus was going to say nothing. You got it all together. That's not what Jesus said. He said, one thing you lack. And he loved him when he said that because he wanted him to have eternal life. He said, sell your stuff and give it to the poor and follow me. Walk the walk I walk. Isn't that what a disciple does? You walk the walk Jesus walked. What was he about? His stuff. Anyway, back to the man. He, he, he was grieved and he walked away. He gave up eternal life for his stuff. And you know why? This is why I think. Because he thinks, oh, God loves me. I'll still go to heaven. Isn't that what people think? I think people think that. Oh, God understands. I can't do that. You understand, don't you, Lord? And if you really want an answer, your heart is going to pound. And he's going to say, no, I don't. I don't understand. Why can't you? Why can't you? Is it that much out of your comfort zone? Well, then we need to get comfortable doing his work. So the man, I really think that he thought Jesus is going to say, yeah, you do all the commands. You're good. You're going to have eternal life. So what did he lack? He didn't care about anyone else. He cared about him. He cared about his riches. He cared about how he looked. He was putting on a facade, and we all do that. We all do that. And so Jesus wanted me to talk to you today about getting rid of that facade and stop thinking you're better than the guy that doesn't have a job. And um, just for a little of your information, some people just can't keep up with what we do. They can't keep up with you. Some people can't just act like they got it all together and force themselves to go to a job. They can't. We have a real enemy. And he is just out, like Jesus said, kill, steal, and destroy. And we should be protecting those people. We should be giving those people Jesus. We should be sharing our stuff. 
Now, I'm not saying whether you should work or not. That's up to you and Jesus. If you stand before him, or what I mean is if you get on your knees today and he would tell you to quit your job, then that would be the thing you'd have to do. Whatever he tells you to do is a command. And if you don't do it on that day, he's going to say, I didn't know you. And don't think that because he shed his blood for you, it's okay. It's not. It's not okay. He said, away from me, I never knew you, you who disregard my command. You who don't do the will of the Father. God's law is to love. It's not about um, all the stuff that we're doing. It's not about being popular on Facebook or at school. It's not about having the best cars or the best clothes or the best house. It's not about that. It's about humbling yourself. And loving like Jesus loved. He didn't go around in a a fancy car or a fancy horse or, you know, he didn't do that. He loved. He came to show us the Father. He said, if you've seen me, you've seen the Father. So we, we should be saying, if you've seen me, you've seen Jesus. Copy Jesus. Stop copying all the people on the wide path because they are going to hell. Get off the wide path. Get on the narrow path. Test yourself. Ask Jesus to test you. Because when he tests you, then you're going you're gonna to be at that place where when he comes, he's going to say, hey, he's going to recognize you. Yeah, we've been through some stuff together. I counseled you. I corrected you. You obeyed me. You're in agreement with me. And so you get to live with me. You know, a couple of weeks ago, I went to heaven. And um, that's what Jesus is about. He's about love. He is so loving, so kind. You can't look at him without seeing love. You can't look at with him, him without being loved. He is not about what we're about. He doesn't judge. He's going to on that day. We're in a time of grace, but he is so loving and so kind. I have never, ever met anyone who could just look at me and I knew so much that he loved me. And the thing is, he was showing me is that because I was letting him test me and correct me, that we're coming closer, we're coming into agreement. And then I'm going to be able to go to heaven. I'm excited about that because I knew at one point I wasn't going. And it's so different for me than when I look at other people because they're taking it for granted. They're thinking it doesn't matter what they do. And Jesus is telling me it matters. If you ignore me, I'm going to ignore you. So Jesus said that if you answer that knock at your heart in Revelation 3.20, he wants to come in and dine with you. And if you will heed his voice, if you listen to him, he'll do that. And then he will get you ready for heaven. So do you got to be perfect? Is that what I'm saying? No. I'm saying as you start getting ready, he will perfect you. And wherever you are in that place when he comes, as long as you're doing what he's telling you to do, you probably, none of us will probably have arrived by the time he gets here. But as long as we're willing to be corrected, and he's so gentle, he's so kind. He just does it a little at a time, and I can attest to that. He is so amazing. I love him so much, and I am going to go to heaven. And so I'm going to do everything he tells me to do, and I know that I've been tested and I probably have more tests. And the thing is, you might not even pass them the first time, but as long as you're willing to do it, you know, sometimes you don't know you're in a test till after the test, but you just be willing and obedient and, 
and you're going to be right with him. And you're going to see, the more you obey him, the more you see really who he is, and he'll show you. He'll show you himself. So if you want to ask Jesus to come live on the inside of you, if you're willing to heed his voice, it's not just a prayer, but it's really getting to know Jesus and falling in love with him, caring for him like he cares for you. If you want that, I want to pray that prayer with you. So pray that with me, dear Jesus. We thank you and praise you that you want to teach us your way, that you want to live on the inside of us and get us ready to live with you, that you don't want any of us to perish. Thank you for the warning that you're giving us. And for that person today that's saying this prayer for the first time, I thank you and praise you that you would show yourself to them so big and and just show them your love and, and that you'll, you're going to be there for them. I thank you and praise you that you're doing that already. We love you. We praise you. And we're just asking you to come and live on the inside of us. Live on the inside of us. Thank you that we can hear you and know you. Thank you for preparing us for your return. Thanks for not just showing up saying it's too late but for reaching out over and over again we love you and praising give you all the glory so um i feel like he has a word for us what is that lord he's saying he's coming soon he's giving you time to get ready and every relationship needs time so give him your time don't think you can do it later it may be too late Thank you, Jesus. That is so true. You might die tomorrow. Who knows? And you want to make sure that you're right with him. And so you say that prayer and you get on your horse and you start to be that overcomer that you are going to be with him on the inside of you. Nothing is impossible for you anymore if you believe him. And if you believe him, remember, you're going to obey him. You're not going to take advantage of him and just think, well, I'm good. Everybody goes to heaven. It's not true not true jesus said many he's going to say to many away from me i never knew you not everyone goes to heaven thank you so much for listening today god bless you